My name is Tim Barkholtz. I work for ExxonMobil, and I'm working on technology for CO2 capture. At ExxonMobil, we're working on a range of solutions, including a new way to capture carbon at natural gas power plants. Learn more at energyfactor.com. This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go here. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. With me today is the man, the hot ham man, John Ham. John, what's up? What is up with you? Well, I was reading an article about Stephen Adams, and first of all, he had some amazing quotes. Uh, well, of course. He was talking about how the... Uh, how the front office brings in guys that are good guys. And right. one of the reporters was like, he's like, they don't bring anybody that's, you know, and the, the, one of the reporters goes, a dick? He's like, yeah, they don't bring any of those guys in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which was pretty yep. awesome. And then uh, he also said that, he said, sure, I love theories. He said, you love theories, eh? I've seen some theories about me shooting threes, but that won't happen. Hmm. Really now? Which is kind of interesting. Just mildly August interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We are so ready for real basketball things to happen. Yes. Uh, But yeah, I mean, people had speculated that he could or is capable of doing such things like shooting threes. Mm -hmm. And he's basically like, "Uh, no, there's just no way. Okay. So well, there's, we shall see. There's our there's our at least August thirtieth answer to that question. And I mean, he may be correct. I understand. You know, again, Royce has talked about it. That Billy Donovan has, has said that you know the stretch five is the next evolution of the game, mm-hmm. and we are seeing some guys doing it. But I'm not terribly sure we will see Rudy Gobert or Andre Drummond <laughs> chucking threes anytime soon. Uh, no, Andre Drummond shot like 35 percent from the free throw line. <laughs> Last year. <laughs> so He's definitely not going to be shooting threes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Adam's good. I think that Canner is the guy, right? Like Canner, right. that's that's our guy. And yeah, I think so. If he's gonna get on the court, he either just needs to show everybody his abs or he needs to shoot threes because <laughs> those are those are the two things that'll keep him on the court. And by the way, I was I was really impressed by your Googling on uh, a Walk on Thunder the other day <sighs> to you. go track down that Ennis Cantor has always had abs. He has. It's a weird Google. I hope my wife never sees it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the over-unders came out, and we're going to talk through them. We're going to talk through okay. <clears throat> the East and the West. We're going to basically go through the top eight, and then basically... Talk about if there's any that you just think are just really bad, and then uh, who should be in or out of the top eight. So we'll go with the Western Conference. In the top eight, Golden State, Houston, San Antonio, Oklahoma City at four, Minnesota five, Denver six, 
Clippers seven and Portland eight. So you have Utah, New Orleans, Memphis that are outside that you could could conceivably be in the top eight, and then you have teams like Dallas, Lakers, Kings, Suns, who you just imagine won't just won't sniff it. So, uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on uh, the Western Conference? Anything that stood out to you? Yeah, uh, sixty-seven and a half wins for Golden State is low. Oh man, and- like how low? How low? Oh, I I think they're going to win seventy plus, and here's why: mm-hmm. they're going to have more rest. Yeah, they're going to have more rest. They should have they should have fewer reasons to rest guys, and if they do rest, apparently the league doesn't want you resting like all four stars at once. So even if you know they set out Clay Thompson for a game, you're still going to have Curry and Durant and Draymond. So yeah. I think you know last year was kind of an adjustment period, and obviously you know going for 73 wins wasn't a concern of theirs because they you know overreacted to losing in the finals. Um, I, I think that they're going to win 70 plus and not necessarily like going for it. I think just by being, I think they're going to win 70 plus. Yeah. Cause I mean, there, there are so many bad teams in the league right now that they're just going to feast on those guys. And like mm-hmm. their tough games will be against five teams, maybe right. Like Houston, San Antonio, mm-hmm. OKC. Those are probably the, the West teams. And then Boston, Cleveland, really. Like I don't, yeah. I don't. I mean, maybe Washington, maybe Milwaukee. I don't think Toronto will really challenge them. But yeah, I mean, they'll be at risk for. I mean, just boredom games like at Milwaukee and you yeah. know mid February or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, party situations, you know, like a trip to Los Angeles where they all hang out late, and you know, it's it's going to be things like that. I mean, yeah. and again, I, I think they're going to win more than sixty seven and a half. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, any others that stick out or any teams you think should be in the top eight that aren't included in this top eight? That aren't in the top eight. Um, Utah, we've talked before. I mean, I think they're going to be really good defensively. I just, I don't mm-hmm. know who in the world is going to score for that team. <laughs> oh, we thought the spacing was bad with OKC last season. <clears throat> I mean, it's going to be brutal because now you with- have a point guard that you really don't have to guard. I mean, Ricky Rubio is good, mm-hmm. but... You just don't have to guard him, though. Yeah. Yep. You got that. Uh, I mean, Rodney Hood could could take a step up, and he could. I don't think he's going to become a twenty point per game scorer next season. Yeah. But I mean, I think he could probably take a jump. But I mean, you're expecting a lot out of Joe Ingles, um, right? To kind of take a mini leap. And anyway, I I, I think I think Utah will be respectable. Yeah. I, I, New Orleans, I don't have any faith in New Orleans, and no. I just don't. Um, they're, be their three best players are obviously very good. One of them is very injury-prone. The other one is very injury-prone. The other <laughs> one has got a damaged attitude. Um, Solomon Hill's they, out. Like They have no threes. And Solomon Hill's not even really a three, but now they really have no threes. Yeah, I mean, Solomon Hill wasn't good, and now they've lost him for probably the season. Um like who is their fourth best player? Rondo, Etwan Moore. That's that, yeah, exactly. That's not great. That's not great. So I, yeah, I am out on New Orleans, um, Memphis. So I've talked to, I mean, I've talked to some people with some knowledge of kind of the situation in Memphis, or, or at least some insight. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was talking about the finances and said, you know, I don't know how Memphis keeps the lights on. Was, was how it was phrased. Yikes. Um, 
So in other words, just the amount of money they're having to pay and the, and the revenue coming in, it's, you know, it's a challenge. Um, and then I also, uh, the, the idea being that unless they get off to a rocket hot start that they may start making, you know, tear down trades. So, see, I think that I makes their that makes their number make way more sense to me because if they keep their team as is, I just uh-huh. think that Mike Conley and Gasol are enough to get oh, they you could, wins. They could win forty one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But um, anyway, that's that's my that's my bold prediction for the season. Is I think I think they'll look to move Conley and, and Gasol unless they get off to like some you know nine and one start mm-hmm. um, and are blowing people apart. So. Uh, here are the guys that are labeled forward for the New Orleans Pelicans. Get ready. Oh, gosh. Quincy Pondexter, who hasn't played a game in two years. <laughs> yes. Uh, a guy named Czech Diallo, who's a 6'9 forward, who's more of a power forward. Solomon Hill, yes. who's out for most of the season. And Darius Miller, who played at University in Kentucky and was overseas last season. He probably yeah. He's their, probably their starting uh, small forward. Or they're going to start Etwan Moore and go with the three guard lineup, and then your backup guards are Ian Clark, who is a modern day Judd Buchler, meaning a guy who was you know oh he's so good surrounded by all this talent, and you're going to stick him somewhere else, and you'll probably find out he's not all that like, good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, Frank Jackson, you know that Thunder second round pick. That's right. Um, <laughs> Jordan Crawford. Oh um, yeah. And so Crawford, okay, you know, people are going to, you know, might pull up his stat line and say, wow, he scored a lot of points against a bunch of checked out teams and his defensive rating was atrocious mm-hmm. last season. Um, it's not a good situation. And then they, they've got 15 million bucks plus tied up and Omer Ashik and Alexis Ajinsa. It's not good. It's not a good thing. That's a scary thing. Yeah, they're going to be terrible. I mean, I just- having said that, I, I've tried to find ways to get uh, Kyle Singler to him. So I'm trying to help them out. Let's get them. Hey, they, they need forwards, right? They do. They do. Here, have Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I think um, back to Memphis, I think I would take the over on them if they do stay together. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'd take the over. Uh, I think you're right. Golden State is probably over 67 and a half, which is terrifying. I want to take the under on San Antonio. That's what my that's what my head tells me. My heart says something else. And I also want I want to take the over on OKC fifty one and a half. Like I I I just think that they're way better than fifty one and a half. I think that this team is not going to take them long to gel. Um, I think that putting Paul George into this system will be very easy. I think a guy like Patrick Patterson is you know he's a good teammate, and I think he's going to be excited to start. And then they got guys that have been here. They have, they do have a lot of continuity with a lot of these guys. Uh, I just think that, and I also believe in Alex Sabrinas. I think he's going to be better. So I, I think the over, um, and also like I, I know that we love to just kill in his canner, but that dude will helps you win games in the regular season. Um, yep. So I, I think fifty five is probably. I think they'll hit fifty five plus. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of debate over the win totals and stuff that I've seen. And you know, the one thing I would caution is not all 50 win seasons are made alike. Sure. Um, you know, OKC won 50 one year and was the eighth seed. Um, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, what's their margin of victory going to be at yeah. the end of the season? Mm-hmm. Because last year they, you know, they won by the skin of their teeth by less than one point per game. 
Um, I think they should be able to post like a five or a six, you know, positive margin of victory this season. And so that would probably put them in, you know, probably in the 53 to 55 range is what I'm guessing. Because again, the Western conference is going to be tough. If you, if you split the season series with Denver, you know, that's, that's, that's nothing to be ashamed about. If you, you know, if you split the season series with Utah, who, as we mentioned, is going to be very tough defensively, you know, that's, that's not going to be terrible. I just, you know, there's not as many uh, as many rum dums as Barry Trammell would call them uh, in the Western Conference. Yeah, in the West, you basically have the Suns and the Lakers, the Kings. If they're healthy, like they're like decently respectable. You know, they've got like got veteran decent guys. decent vets. You've got George Hill, yeah. um, and they've got some good young pieces. I still think they're going to be awful. Uh, the Lakers are like. I mean, they're kind of a team. Yeah, KCP and Brooke Lopez. Um, they've got some guys. But they've got yeah, some guys, I mean, but they're like, not going to be good. But you're right that there's not just these teams that are going to roll over like you have in the mm-hmm. East. There's no Chicago, Atlanta, Brooklyn. I mean, even right. the Knicks are going to be awful. Orlando, Detroit. I mean, there's there's some bad teams in the East. And the yeah. Thunder will roll over those guys the two times that they play. They will just destroy those teams. Um, so, it, I yeah i kind of want to take the over on portland okay um although there's there's a little bit of me that wonders if that nurkic magic is like long lasting yeah i mean what <laughs> i i'm with you because what do you i mean we have no idea what to expect and and late season stuff happens sometimes i mean ramon sessions right. was a thing in milwaukee a few years ago right. i was like oh my goodness like the lakers have got i i have i had a friend <laughs> i was talking to who was also a lakers fan at the time and it was like man we, the lakers got to get ramon sessions they just yeah. got to bring him in it's, he's gonna make everything so much better it's like oh well that that's not really a not really a thing yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that happens from time to time. I mean, 45 and a half on Denver feels high. Does it? I like, I like Denver. Yeah. I, I like what they've done, but I, mean, I I, still am very much in the, like, show me first yeah. sort of phase. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, just 45 and a half feels high. I mean, it, they feel more to me like a 42 and 40 team. Mm-hmm. And they're another team that's like, who plays the wing for them you know they don't have they have wilson chandler and they have no other big wings and they have like a thousand power forwards they they probably play wancho um at the three yeah which is out of position for him because he yeah he won't be able to guard any threes right yeah that's that's kind of my hunch except um, for standing yeah, guys the, yeah yeah they could still make you know some moves there but you know i'm assuming that it's going to be murray and harris in the backcourt mm-hmm. um and then probably, you know, maybe Wilson Chandler and Millsap and Jokic. Yeah. That's, you know, that that's pretty good. That's a solid um, team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's see what other one. The Clippers, that kind of feels maybe about right. I would probably take them at, I mean, my, my hunch says 43. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if they can stay healthy, which is... Yeah. The answer to that question is no, they won't stay healthy. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> one way or another, one way or another, yeah. someone's going down. Um, but I like the, I like what they did, you know, relative to what it could have been. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll be, again, I think they'll be better than Utah. They'll be more respectable than Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically Houston, San Antonio, Oklahoma city, 
I still feel like it's kind of a coin flip between those, um, you know, where it could come down and really only one game separates the three by the end of the season. I mean, I think they're, I, I, I kind of want to go low on San Antonio because, you know, the off season wasn't that impressive, but then, you know, the Spurs are going to come out and win games by 10 points a game or something. So, yeah. And there's not, like you said, though, there's not as many awful teams in the West. Mm -hmm. Like the West is just better. Yeah. I mean, most teams in the West got better. Minnesota got better. Denver Clippers took a step back. Portland. I don't really know, but there's a lot of teams that took a step up, Um, Mm -hmm. especially those lower rung teams that could give San Antonio some problems because I mean, Dwayne Devin being gone. I mean, I know he didn't play in the playoffs, but that's a, that's a big deal for that team in the regular season. Because now you're counting on what is it? How old is Pau Gasol now? He's like, um, sixty four, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he. I mean, he's he was good last season, but I, I don't know who else they're going to count on. Uh, Joffrey. It, yes, exactly. This is this is helping me right now. Like a, <laughs> like Rudy Gay was a big acquisition, but when is he going to be able to play? And how effective mm-hmm. will he be coming off his injury? I mean, they're really counting on guys like Davis Bertens and um, Bryn Forbes and guys like that to step in and, and do something like they. I mean, they've done this. Brandon Paul, like they're, they're counting on these guys to step in that have that are coming out of nowhere, which is like the most Spurs thing to do ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm yep. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, and you know, I've been skeptical and been wrong almost every year with the Spurs, but I'm going to do it again because I'm a big dummy. Um, Pau Gasol is 37. He's a, okay. that's their starting center is 37. And in today's league, it's, it's just tough to be a 37 year old starting center who can't move or keep up with anybody else. It's tough. And this is where I wonder if they're going to either start Joffrey or if they're going to start Rudy Gay and Aldridge. Yeah together if that doesn't become a thing and Powell becomes more of a um, you know they, the big man off the bench a la Ennis Cantor, Al Jefferson, Greg Monroe. I mean that's it's that seems like the perfect role for him especially for the salary he's going to be making right? That seems to be the salary and the role for that type of a guy right now. Yeah I agree I agree with that uh, Rudy Gay and Marcus Aldridge same draft class right? Same really sad 2006 draft class? 2000 yeah. Was that yeah yeah that was the t- Tyrus Thomas yes yeah that was oh six that's right um, okay I don't believe in that team but I'm a big <laughs> idiot um, all right let's you want to go but to the we East? believe in pop we believe in pop yes. we believe in R C Buford um, and so that that counts for a lot yeah. but they are due for like a fifty win season yeah just yeah. just fifty and you know what. The Thunder need that so bad. <laughs> they do. But help. That the Thunder need to be two or three. Like, they just do. They do. Yeah, they got to get out of that Golden State bracket. Yeah, get away from the Golden State bracket. Hey, you know what? The The Spurs believe that they could have competed with the Warriors if uh, Kawhi Leonard was healthy. Let them just take them on a little earlier. Yeah, there you go. I'd like to thank Anchor Down for sponsoring today's show. Go to Anchor Down. You get these chili cheese tots. They have melted jack cheese, chili, fresh green onion, fresh jalapeno, and ghost pepper ranch on their delicious crispy tots. And it's so good. 
If you want to see these tots before you eat them, follow Anchor Down on Instagram. You can follow them on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, Anchor Down OKC. They're located in downtown Oklahoma City in Deep Deuce off 2nd Street. Uh, It's just a cool place to go. They have a great patio. The inside is cool, too. They have a great bar with a great beer selection. Their food is just quality food. And if you want to examine the quality of their food, you got to get their Cobb salad. It's so delicious. I really want one right now. I'm recording this in the morning, but I would eat it now because it's just that good. Fresh ingredients, really just quality food at Anchor Down. If you're looking for a late night spot as well on the weekend or weeknight, they serve food till 1 a.m. So go check out Anchor Down. That's pretty rare. There's not many places downtown that serve food that late. So always keep them in mind and go check out Anchor Down. Uh, Let's take a look at the Eastern Conference. So we have the Boston Celtics at one, uh, Cleveland two, Toronto three, Washington four, Milwaukee five. And then it doesn't matter. (laughs) And then it doesn't matter. Miami six, Charlotte seven, Philadelphia eight. And then you've got all the bad teams on the outside looking in. Detroit is like maybe the only team that I'm like, ah, maybe. And then everybody else, I'm like, oh, okay, you probably don't belong in the playoffs. (laughs) Okay. The, The return of hot ham. Are you ready? Oh, yes. I I think Indiana can make the playoffs. I wish the ham was a little hotter because I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it feels like at least, you know, warm because they're projected here for, what, 31 and a half wins? Yeah. I'm just thinking if Miles Turner continues to progress like he's capable of doing, mm-hmm. they've got a solid – Collison Joseph combo at point guard. We know what Oladipo is capable of. Um, I, I don't think all is lost in Indiana for this season. I just don't. I wouldn't be shocked if they wound up as a seven or eight seed. Yeah, because I mean Oladipo, Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young is like a legitimate NBA player. Like he was good last year. Glenn Robinson mm-hmm. is a rotation guy. You have Al Jefferson that's still there. Domas. I mean, Domas was not great for the Thunder last season, given, but I do think that with some pressure off of him, like there were a few games that we saw the pressure was completely off of him. There was one game that Russ didn't play in Minnesota, and he Uh was a monster. Like, he's a good passer. He can shoot it. He can handle a little bit. He's got incredible footwork for a big man. Uh, I think he's a solid third big for them, third or fourth big. Uh, You have uh, the Bone Dong, um, Uh who is like a legitimate NBA scorer. Like yeah. they, they have some guys. I mean, they legitimately yeah. have some guys. Like I, I like them better than Detroit. I do too because I like Miles Turner way better than Andre Drummond. I think Drummond might be the most overrated player in the NBA. He, I just don't Possibly. think he's very. I just don't think he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Detroit. They just kind of keep. You know, I, I don't. I don't really know that. What have they really? I mean, they added Avery Bradley. Yeah, which is um, made a, a step up slightly from KCP. And now they're really relying on Stanley Johnson and I guess Reggie Bullock at, at the wing spot. Right. Which um, is not good. Tobias yeah. Harris. Right. Who's Tobias fine. Harris, Reggie Jackson, who, who knows with him. Right. Um, Detroit is one of those. I, I mentioned, I mentioned earlier, like if Memphis tears things up, I wonder if Detroit doesn't go after Mike Conley. That would be awesome for them. 
So I don't know. I'm just, just stuff I think about in my spare time. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that'd so, be great for them. Yeah, uh, I, I am. I am higher on Indiana than Vegas is. Yeah, I think they've got kind of a team. We're not. Uh, and let's get this straight. Ham and I don't think they're like a really good team. We just think that relative to the East, that they could make the playoffs. Yeah, or, or relative to what people think they're going to be. Yeah, because um, their over-under I mean, is 31 and a half. I just think that's that's off. Like, they have veterans that have been on winning teams that know how, how to win, and they've got this blossoming center who's a stretch five who can block mm-hmm. shots like crazy. Um, I mean, that, that dude dominated the Thunder in, in more than one way against a really tough front line that OKC mm-hmm. has. Um, yeah. He's really good. <laughs> Musburner's yep. really good. Yep. Yes, he is. So, <clears throat> and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not sold on Detroit. And also, I, I mean, I want to get on that choo-choo train, but 42 and a half feels awfully optimistic for Philadelphia. See, this is, I'm, I'm going to bring the hot ham here. I think Philly's I think Philly could be good. And it, it everything hinges on this one thing, and I know that this is a bad hinge. Is uh, Joel Embiid? If, yeah. Joel, if Joel Embiid can play like fifty games, they're going to make the playoffs. Period. If he doesn't, you could be right. If he doesn't play, um, then they're in trouble. Uh, but Joel Embiid is a monster, and no one can compete with him. There's not a center in the league that can compete with him. He destroyed Stephen Adams, made Stephen Adams look like a D-leaguer in the first game of the season last year. Uh, he can shoot threes, he can pass, he can shoot, he can dunk, he can dribble. I mean, this is a... I don't know if we've ever seen a guy like this at his size, um, but he's got the injuries and the injuries mm-hmm. may keep him off the court for his whole career. And he's one of like the biggest what ifs if he doesn't play um, mm-hmm. because he's, I mean, he really is that good. Uh, he's, he's, he's a guy that could help change the league along with like Carl Anthony Towns and him and Porzingis mm-hmm. and Jokic as these guys get older like the center position could be very important again because right now it doesn't really matter if you have a really good traditional center it just doesn't matter um but he could be one of the guys that changes that yeah no i i i completely agree with what you're saying and look there's a chance i mean they're starting five opening night could be like markel fultz jj reddick covington simmons Embiid, Mm -hmm. and then you've got you know, some dudes come like, you know, rookie of the year running runner up coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely some stuff to work with there. It's a very it's just those guys are so young and Simmons and Markel Fultz haven't played an NBA game yet. Sure. Um, that's where oh, I just I don't know. Forty two and a half feels awfully optimistic. So, yeah, but it's, it's all about Embiid. Like this, this team it is, really is is 100 percent Embiid driven because he I didn't. I wasn't a believer until I saw him play. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because you see, like the oh, work, yeah. you see the workout videos, and you're like, "Okay, great." Yeah. Like we've seen right. workout videos before. Let's see somebody actually do something. And he killed everybody. Like he was, if he could, if he could do what he did in like the 35 games that he played over a season, he could like be a real MVP candidate because the numbers are going to just jump off the page. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Per thirty six last season, twenty eight points, three and a half blocks, uh, one assist, three or three assists, one steal, and eleven boards. <laughs> I was like, That's wow. Because 
he didn't have an assist for like the first four months of the season right. or something. That that was a thing last year. Yeah, it was. Al Singler or Joel Embiid get a get an assist? <laughs> I remember that, but you know what he did is that he he knew that people were talking about that, and he started getting assists, and he ended up. What did he end up with? Um, he ended up averaging over like two assists a game or something like that. Yeah, two point one yeah. assists per game. Which, when you go from not ever passing, like that's, I mean, that's how special this guy is. Is that <laughs> if he wants to do canterish, if he wants to do something, he can do it. I mean, yeah. it's he's he's a special player. Hey, I, I mean, I've got the Joel Embiid jersey at home. Okay. <laughs> Like, I, I, I love the guy. I really do. So, and, and having said all that, all that doubt that I just cast on that, uh, outside of Indiana, I, I don't like any of the teams below them. So, sure. yeah, you know, maybe why not? Maybe, yeah. maybe, it, maybe it's not so crazy that they, uh, that they come out like that. Yeah. I, I predict that they'll make the playoffs. I, and they will be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about Boston's number? 56 and a half. Oh, I think they could, and and obviously we're in a bit of a limbo here because of, you know, this Irving trade, um, which I think is going to go through. Dick Vitale reported today. Well, there you go. That it was going to go through. (laughs) Dick Vitale. I don't need a second source. I've got Dick Vitale telling me. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, if... Yeah, and and then it also, I mean, if it falls through and Isaiah Thomas goes back to Boston, then there's all the questions about his hip and how long it keeps him out. If the trade goes through like I think it will, I think Boston could win more than 56. I mean, I'm thinking low 60s. Is it wrong for me to think that 56 and a half is too high? Yeah, if you want to feel that way, you can feel that way. I feel that way. I just, Hmm. I don't love their depth. And depth. Oh, I mean, it's it's raw. It is raw depth. I mean, depth is what wins you regular season games. Mm-hmm. And they're playing a lot of young guys. And this is a yeah. completely different team. I mean, they're bringing back four guys from their Western or their Eastern Conference Finals team. And there are a lot of pieces to integrate, including a Kyrie Irving and a Gordon Hayward, who are on a completely mm-hmm. new team, new system. I just feel like there's going to be some growing pains, and their defense isn't going to be as good. They don't have these. I mean, they have Marcus Smart, and then you know they they were like built on these guys that were going to carry the team on defense, and now they have one guy. They have no shooting guards. I don't know. I just don't. I I don't love the way that they look today and I know that they're going to look different here in the next few years and they're kind of building for the future and they're going to have these young guys develop but I'm I'm just not a huge believer in this team as a regular season team uh, but I do think that they'll be better in the playoffs as a playoff team because now they have guys that can score in the fourth so like I could see them being like get like 54 wins which is like still good like that's a great season but then be able to look like a better team in the playoffs just because you have a Gordon Hayward and a Kyrie Irving that you can give the ball to at the end of the game and they're going to be able to do something because they're not five foot five. Yeah. 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 Um, and, but then when I look at the other teams, I mean, Cleveland doesn't care. Oh yeah. I mean, who, what, what do you do with that? I mean, who I don't even look at that number because I have no clue what to do with it. Like just no yeah. idea, no idea. And again, the Isaiah Thomas thing plays into that too. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a big uncertainty. Um, now Toronto, 
I mean, here that team won. Did they win 56 a couple of years ago? Yeah. I think they could get back into the 50s. Okay. I think they could. Um, get surge for a whole season. Yeah, I mean, you, you take that team from last season. Let's say that they – I don't know if they ever find a way to move Valanchunas or they just move him to the bench and do something different. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. And, I, and But also, too, I mean, Toronto could be one of those teams, kind of like Memphis, that if they get off to a slow start, maybe that's when Masai says, all right, I'm pulling the cord. Sure. Yeah. I like Washington. CJ Miles for them. I like that oh, yeah. pickup. Yeah, that's like a good them. one. Uh, yep. Um, but yeah, they also, you know, got Norman Powell and, um, you know, I asking a lot of DeLon Wright, which apparently they're, you know, high enough on him that they move Corey Joseph. So, mm-hmm. um, they could be pretty good. Uh, Washington in theory should be good. Yeah. If they can get anybody to contribute off their bench, that's, I mean, that's always yeah. been the question for them is that their, their bench is so weak and uh, their front court is, Oof, Jan Mahimi and Jason Smith are your backups. Yeah. And if Jan Mahimi is Jan Mahimi from last season where he's injured and just not any good, then they're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. But if they can yeah, get... Jerry Meeks has been injured. Yeah, that's that's not a very inspiring... <laughs> like, <laughs> Even if he is healthy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're looking at an improvement from Kelly Oubre is like their big one mm-hmm. like thomas sadaransky is he going to be able to contribute anything more yeah. than he did last season frazier um, is going to help yeah and he's a he's a fine backup point guard he's not mm-hmm. he's not great or anything but he's he's fine and i yeah. think that he'll he'll be okay for them what about your milwaukee bucks hey i'm at 47 and a 40, half 47 and a half um that feels about right. Yeah. I mean, like, I, they feel like a 47-win team to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 42 last season, five-game five jump from them. Yeah. That seems about right. And, you know, obviously Jabari Parker is going to be out probably – he may not be back until, like, December or January. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you get, a, yeah, you get you Chris figure. Middleton for the whole season. Should get Middleton for the whole season. Thonmaker should take another step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Brogdon. I mean, I don't know how much more, how much better Brogdon is going to be. Um, but yeah, I, I like that team. I like yeah. that team. I, I would like it if they would make another move or two. Um, because like right now, their backup swingmen are looking like Rashad Vaughn and Sterling Brown. Yeah, that's not. How cool. about Kyle Singler, guys? Okay, can we can we do a little a little Kyle trade, y'all? Um, man, I'm just trying to help, man. Giannis, if they can get to fifty or close to fifty, he's got. To, I think he could be like top three, top four MVP guy. Yeah, no, I agree. I just think there there's just nobody in the NBA that can do what he does at yeah. his size. Um, he is incredible. He's incredible. His the way he handles the ball, like Durant can handle the ball some, but Durant doesn't handle it like Giannis. Because um, mm-hmm. Durant, I, I mean, I just this is flashing before my eyes right now. Is just Durant getting stripped over and over and over again in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> because he, I mean, he's seven feet tall. Of course, he's, yeah. that's going to happen to him. But Giannis is just different. Like he's he is a freak of nature. I mean, I, I will not be shocked if we're doing a podcast in three years and we're talking about how Giannis is the best player in the NBA, 
because he's 22, John Hamm. Yeah, he's special. Yeah, and that and that's a, another uh, member of the John Hamm uh, Shirzy Club, that's by right. the way. So. <laughs> he is so good. He is yeah. Which, he's incredible. By the way, I, I also have a Mitch McGarry Shirzy, so you know, <laughs> read into that what you will. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, I think the other most notable thing from the East is the Chicago Bulls have the lowest over-under at 21.5, and the Thunder have their second-round pick. It'll be kind of cool to have the 31st pick in the draft next year if you're Oklahoma City. That's a valuable Uh, pick. I will overanalyze that pick so hard. Just get ready. Yeah. Me and McKellar are going to just destroy the 31st pick (laughs) and then be really mad when they don't take who we like. 31st pick could be Tibor Plyce. Yeah. um, Or could be Alex Abrinas. Yeah. Abrinas, I think, was 32. But it's a valuable pick. uh, It is. No, that's. That's an ideal pick to have um, for you know just so, so people that are that are kind of scratching their heads. Um, you know, obviously, if you're a first round pick, you're you're tied to the rookie scale, so the team can sign you for up to four years. If you fall into the second round, uh, you're not bound to that, so the team has more flexibility and and how they sign you. They can sign you to potentially a four year contract um, with options and non guarantees and a little bit higher salary and. Um, it's it's sometimes a little bit better, and then the I mean, look, the difference between getting the thirty and the thirty first pick is not that significant. It's right. not like oh, we just missed Kyle Anderson. You right. know, it's, <laughs> it just you, doesn't happen. Yeah, and that money doesn't count on your books until you sign the player. I mean, there's a lot right. of advantages to having um, those high second round picks, and it's a great trade chip. Yeah, it is that that it is, and I mean that team. Is going to be so bad. Oh, they're going to be oh, terrible. Dwayne Wade has got to be. I, I mean, I understand Dwayne Wade wants to get paid, and I'm not saying the dude shouldn't get paid. He should try to get as much as he can, but he should also want to get the heck out of Dodge um, because I, a team that's going to have Paul Zipser is probably its third best player. <laughs> Gosh, that, that can't be good. It's not good. 100% not good. Um, we don't really have time for TQs. We can do one. Um, this is from Alan underscore Miller 12. What's your earliest NBA memory? Uh, I can't remember which finals it was, but I remember watching Lakers Celtics. Um, and I don't remember if it was 84, in which case I would have been about eight years old. Um, or if it was eight, I'm pretty sure it was 84. That, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, that's it, it was magic and bird. Uh, I remember mine was ninety two, um, Shaquille O'Neal's rookie year. I remember seeing mm-hmm. some kind of highlight package or something, um, maybe on Sports Center or something, and I just saw. I just was like, "Who is that guy? Like, what is happening here?" And since then, you could see me like decked out in like magic gear and Shaquille O'Neal stuff, and I just <laughs> loved watching him. He yeah. was just he was just so fun, especially that young Shaq because he would run the mm-hmm. floor and he'd run the break some and I mean he just dominated everybody. His rookie year, here's where his average is twenty three points per game, three and a half blocks, almost two assists, and fourteen boards. I mean, he just came right out the gate at twenty years old, killing a league that was full of really good big men. Um, yeah. He was just a monster and my yeah. favorite player of all time. And 
that was that's definitely my earliest memory. He's he's yep. so good. I remember, um, yeah, I mean, like Magic and Bird really got me, you know, interested in the sport of basketball. Um, and of course, back then I could really only follow games that were on CBS. That was the only way, you know, I could see games. Yeah. But then um, WGN started showing Bulls games, and it was the year they drafted Stacy King. Uh-huh. I was some kind of giant Stacy King freak. Um, <laughs> So, but what was weird is like I wasn't a fan of the Bulls, but I watched them. I think because they were on WGN. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there that period. I, I came along at, at an optimal time to be a basketball fan. Yeah, amazing. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember summers grabbing the newspaper to look for trades. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what's going yeah. on in free agency? What's happening? Is there been any trades happening? You go to the sports section, pull it out, and now it's just like Twitter has just changed everything, and it's way more it fun. Has. Because yeah, back in the day, so we had a subscription to the Tulsa World, yeah. Um, and so I got up every morning. I read box scores. I used to clip and keep box scores, <laughs> and like, I don't know why. I love that, but um, I would do that. Um, I would pick up USA Today because every Tuesday they put like up to date, like complete stats, like you find on Basketball Reference. Yep. Um, Tuesdays, I think they put those in there. Um, so I made a point to get those. I picked up all the Street and Smith, you know, preseason magazines. Like you know, it, it was this was the kind of effort you had to go through back then to get like really insightful basketball stuff. And now you can just open Twitter. Yeah. It's awesome now. <laughs> uh, yeah. John, for, thanks for coming on the show today. We can follow you on Twitter at John M. Ham. Uh, you got anything going on? Season preview, anything? Nothing quite yet. Nothing quite yet. Waiting. Uh, things will be kicking off here pretty soon yes. on a few fronts. Awesome. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Down to Dunk. You can listen to us on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll bring you a pod on Friday with the core group of the Down to Dunk guys. Uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review if you got some time. Just a really nice thing for you to do if you listen week in, week out, and you haven't done that. You can go into your podcast app. You have to go search for Down to Dunk. There's that little search um, magnifying glass, bottom right-hand corner. Search Down to Dunk and click on it, and then you can do um, a rating or review. We'd appreciate that. Also, we've got some pretty cool shirts out right now. They look like the MTV logo, but they're DTD. You can find that on our Twitter feed um, at Down to Dunk. So check those out, buy those, and have a great Wednesday.